What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Garden Peas and Can Openers. On today's episode, we talk with Jen, my lovely, beautiful wife. Just hanging out down by the dock, talking about times at NC State when we first met and first moved in together, and just old stories to kind of keep these memories alive and keep them somewhere. So if you love us, if you're close to us, you'll enjoy this. If not, maybe skip to the next one, who knows, but... Yeah, just hanging out down by the dock on a beautiful spring day. So, y'all enjoy. Here's Jim. Down here at the dock today. I wonder if the ducks are in our ears or on the <laughs> podcast. Honestly. Yeah, we will find out. It's really pretty though. 
You can um, hear the birds, the dogs, the ducks. You know what's funny is that's something I kept mentioning to the potential renters when they kept coming. Um, I would like talk about the little bird sanctuary and then I would say like, you know, there's all sorts of wildlife, there's like deer and muskrats and birds and um, not possums, raccoons, like the ones that come to our sliding glass door. So cute. So cute. <laughs> Honestly, we should start putting Coco's food back out there. No. Just so the little raccoons will come and find it. No, we're not just feeding so raccoons. You know that my grandma fed raccoons down at the beach. Did you know that? I didn't know that. You didn't? At the Cherry Grove house? No. So this was at Briarcliff Acres. So this would be grandmama, my dad's mom. She would, and Miss Mary, it was her house. So my grandma had a teaching assistant. She taught for like 40 years or whatever. And her best friend was one of her teacher friends. And her name was Mary Virginia. And so... The two names. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Most southern names ever. Such a sweet woman. And they were such good friends that basically Mary Virginia's beach house that her and her family shared was basically ours growing up. Like, our entire family would come down to their beach house with Miss Mary Virginia, sometimes even with her extended family around. But mainly, we would occupy that whole house. Cousins, uncles, aunts, everything. Is this the house we drove by one day? Or one the day? White one? I think so. Yeah. I probably made you look at it. I was like, let me drive by it or whatever. Yeah, you and did. Done all and I still remember that. But it's funny thinking back, like... The Cherry Grove Beach House is so small, we kind of share it in a separate way. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm rarely down there when Josh and Leanne are down there, or Linda's down there, unless it's, you know, just them. Um, but this beach house, we all went at the same time. It was a cool dynamic. Like, you wake up, and your uncle's downstairs, and it's almost kind of like a holiday, like Christmas would be. But I just thought about that. I think you would enjoy something like that. I would. You know I would. I... I love the idea of a full house and I love when we do have those moments with your family it's so funny how the grass is always greener because I didn't have that growing up and I was always bored and I'd ask my you know my mom for a brother or a sister and yeah. and um, I love that you know such a blessing that I can enjoy that through you yeah. Well, what is it like in your Colombian family, like when you went back there? Was it a similar kind of feel, or was it very different? Definitely similar. I just can't wait for you to experience that one day. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> like when me and my mom go visit, you know, everyone's making plans to kind of just be in one spot, in one area, take trips, um, just be really intentional about our time together. So it, it would, like, I can't wait for that, but yeah. I... I don't worry, but I know that when we do go, it'll be like a lot. It'll be a lot of energy, a lot of noise, and like, you know, Hispanic women are loud. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Like So it's just a lot kind of all at once, but. For sure. I mean, it's so funny. I felt overwhelmed the first time, first couple times probably, I went to go see you and your mom at Chapel Hill, it's and that's just two <laughs> people. Um, but yeah, it just takes some getting used to, like, especially when you don't speak the language and like, obviously I have fantasies about like speaking fluent Spanish around your family, like that would be amazing, but it really takes a lot of work and time and you have to seriously want to. Well, I think you could, I think you're there. I mean, like I, 
you know enough words where you can have conversations. You don't give yourself enough credit. So I'm going to say that. But regardless, whether it's me, you, whoever, like, it's, it it's going to be an exhausting, like, experience. Like, it's going to be really great. But it, you know, especially having to kind of communicate in a different language. Like, that, you know. You know what's so crazy about that is... I honestly think one of my fears about it is, not fears, but something that I've thought about is, I feel like in English I can express myself so well mm-hmm. and be very articulate and be very thoughtful or whatever. But in another language, I don't know how that would translate to someone else, be like, oh, is this guy dumb as a bag of rocks? Like, But I really wish like in Spanish I could sit here and have like, use all these fancy words and like some kind of academic walk in there and be like this is how I feel and think about the world this is how I think about our marriage yeah and just like really make an impression but I know that'll never happen I can totally see that because you do you are very intentional with what you say like you're not someone kind of guy to just like talk to talk um which I appreciate about you but I I know what you're saying because you know, because you are intentional with your words, you, like, want to be that way in a different language, and especially, yeah. like, around your, you know, your wife's family, so I, I totally... Exactly, I wouldn't want to be, like, great weather today, like, it's chilly, or... <laughs> and make small talk, right. Yeah. You, just, uh... We both don't thrive off of small but talk, But again, so the I... important thing is just being there, and, like, it's not about having all these deep conversations, like, you can't let some ideal get in the way of, like, you know would just be good just to like meet each other or spend time together yeah, like even sure. if I'm like closed mouth and just kind of like laughing and mm-hmm. hanging out like mm-hmm. it's still it's still important and still meaningful and exactly. I don't know I think that applies everywhere I think re- with everyone I think relationships are about different different things like connections and it doesn't have to be like like an emotional intelligence kind of connection like it could just be like more soulful and like what you feel around someone um you're gonna make fun of me for bringing up um love is blind (laughs) go ahead but you know it's so cool to think about these people that haven't seen each other but do have like this soulful connection just from spending time talking to one another and and the conversations sometimes aren't you know super magical but it's like getting to know someone and their energy because you do even feel that through conversation that is the key word it's energy it's like you know i haven't really watched the show but it's like it doesn't even matter the contents of what you're saying if you have like an exchange where you both kind of giggle or one of you stumbles over your words like that's chemistry there's no like putting a definition on like we talked about x y and z and we're gonna get married it's like that energy that feeling yeah and it is something special and it's funny you you brought up that show because it's like for people who don't watch this it's basically these two people there's like a group of women and a group of men and they all get to talk to one another but don't get to see one another the men can see the men the women can see the women but basically your only connection that you build with these people is just talking through a microphone basically and, and making a connection so the physical is not there you can try and draw in the lines and paint the pictures, but basically you're just going off your conversations. And for you and I, like that's not—it was the opposite. 
we saw each other before we ever spoke to each other. So think about that. That is interesting. Yeah, it's like they're on this stupid show dealing so, with having to look at one another and be like, oh, I don't know how this is going. Where you and I get to have conversations and be like, where is this going? Or like, what, you know, how do we mesh conversation wise or emotionally? Yeah. So I'm going to share on here how we met because it should be our little time capsule and, you know, we can share it with our kids one day. But um, Austin is is exactly right about that point. It's it's so funny. But one day, so Instagram started becoming a thing, more prominent, but this was before DMs. Um, But I was searching a NC State hashtag and... I stumbled upon this photo of this really cute guy with this girl that I happened to know. Didn't go to high school with her, but I met her during high school. And she was also in the photo with Austin. And I just remember taking a look at that photo of him, of them. And I went to his profile and I said, wow, he really loves his mom. He likes whiskey. Oh my gosh, like I was so... um, just he wooed me um just even through his his photos he was really he has like a creative eye like he was really you know editing his photos and like adding his finesse when instagram was still cool to edit your photos and um you know as bond i was like this is the man of my dreams and i'm never gonna get to meet him literally said that like out loud to myself really thought that and then a week later, he came. He had to come back from Austin, Texas, from visiting his brother. I guess finally saw my follow and followed me back and wrote hi on one of my photos. Hello, hi. <laughs> and um, I think that week I was at the library and pulled up my laptop and found Austin's Facebook. And while I had his Facebook pulled up, literally while I had his Facebook pulled up he messaged me on Facebook asking me for for coffee so we got coffee we got that coffee in the, the rest I love of how you're speaking about me in the third person while I'm right here it's really <laughs> cute that's it I'm not I don't know how to do this yeah like he, he was so good this she was amazing well when I saw Jen for the first time I remember not the specific picture I probably can't even go back and find it but your smile and your eyes just like lit me up through the screen even. And it's still like two of my favorite attributes about you is like, I can tell when you're happy, when you're sad, all through your eyes and through your smile. And like, it's just something really special. A lot of people don't have that kind of vibrancy, that kind of energy like, and it's just so contagious and you share it with everyone and it's really beautiful. That's so sweet. Anyway, I messaged you hi creepily. (laughs) And then I was like, same thing. I'll never meet this girl. You know, we're never going to hang out. I'll just creepily say hi and keep creeping on. But we ended up talking and messaging. And then our first date was at Global Village on Hillsborough Street in Raleigh, right across from campus. I did not drink coffee at the time. Funny story. So... (laughs) Try to impress a girl, take her to a coffee shop, be all sophisticated. So I'm talking to Adam, and I'm like, dude, what do I order at this coffee shop? He's like, you should order an Americano. Like, you know, that's like a real coffee drink. It's like a strong coffee drink. And for those that don't know, that's literally just espresso and hot water. 
So I meet Jen out in front of DHL Library. I'm sitting there trying to keep it all cool, posted up at the atrium. And she comes walking up. And honestly, we probably just talked and talked, probably even on our way to the coffee shop, which was like a couple hundred feet. But we get there. I order this big black Americana that comes in this big round circular mug. Babe, it wasn't off. big. It was actually really small. It no. looked it probably felt big to no, you. No, you're probably you were right. Like, My memory you're like, is like blowing. How it up. am I gonna drink all this? You're so right, but I remember the grounds were in the bottom of it and I was like, Oh This is too much. This is gross. So yeah, like I'm pretty sure I even sipped some of it out of the spoon that you stir with. Oh my gosh, that's funny. But we talked for what, two hours? Oh my gosh, a long time. I just remember thinking like this is this feels really different um i just really appreciated like even in our first conversation you were like very vulnerable with me and it was not like small talk and a lot of the times that's like how it goes on the first date and i just felt like even from our first conversation like i really got to know you and like a little piece of your soul so it's funny like I know we talk so much, but can you remember anything specific from our first conversation? I'm sure you can. We talked about you losing your... Um, we talked about Remy. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that was difficult. Um, and we just talked we talked about your family dynamic. Really? Mm-hmm. I remember learning about, you know, the person in your mom's life at the time. Mm-hmm. And dad and you know his wife Michelle and um it was just really neat because you know you were open to sharing something like Remy's death and that's something that isn't like surface level and that's someone's experience and part of someone's story you know so for sure and if at the time I was that's so funny I don't even remember talking about that but I must have really felt comfortable around you. So. Yeah, it's funny. I probably don't even remember thinking twice about it either. But it just felt right. And, like, I didn't know what our thing was going to be, but I could tell you were going to be someone, like, I could talk to. I love that. Yeah. <clears throat> and, obviously, I was extremely attractive to you. So, I'm sure I wasn't thinking this would be a great friend of mine for a long time. Like, <laughs> you know, I was definitely smitten by you. Yeah. So. But I, I remember, like, really, again, just appreciating our conversation. I feel like something that you've probably learned from me or about me is that, like, I just I thrive on, like, good conversation and, and, you know, my friends sharing things with me so that I can, like, celebrate their wins or kind of go, like, help them through situations. And so that, like, connection and, like, me being able to feel vulnerable with my friends and vice versa like I just appreciate that because you know a lot of people don't have the ability to like openly share and that's okay but I do feel like it hinders a connection that like could be there whether it's like romantic and like you know couples or like friendships I mean I've been there where I'm not comfortable opening up to a certain person right right and it's not like it doesn't happen with anyone, and it's not supposed to. Right. And it may not even necessarily be about them. It could be, like, I'm feeling insecure for around sure. a certain person. So. For sure. So when it does happen, it's, like, beautiful. Yeah, for sure. You feel safe with certain people. And I think you should only really listen to that instinct. But mm-hmm. 
It's very few people, I think. You can't just trust everyone, so. So if you can't hear it, guys, we're, <laughs> we're currently listening to some racing or <laughs> something going on, which All is All these thing. noises at the, down by the water, airplanes, ducks. So funny, because, like, our side of town is so quiet, but, like, if there's anything that I feel like the side of town is known for, it's, like, that and, like, people having conversations about it on Nextdoor and... The airplane noise, they flew over my house and my pictures fell off the wall. Or the race car driving or whatever yeah. they call it. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I wonder if the street racers are going to come street back in the summertime. Yeah, yeah, so, like, 2 in the morning you'll hear either crazy loud music like bumping from miles away i mean somebody's got an insane stereo system or... our house has like been shaking before. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally like they're i don't know how they get away with that or where they're even coming from it's so loud it's disorienting like it really is and i know it carries over the water it makes it a little more disorienting but i hope by the time we know. have kids that's like long gone <laughs> uh, by the time we have kids, babe, this place is going to be twice as populated as it was. That's a good point. Um, which is going to have good and bad things. But yeah. So how do we get here? How do we end up in Charlotte? So let's continue on. So we went to the fair. That was another moment. Yeah. Our first picture together. Yeah. And that was like a super memorable date. Probably the best date I've ever been on. First kiss. On the Ferris wheel. Oh, such a pansy. I should have kissed you even earlier. (laughs) No, it was perfect. It was like out of a movie. Very corny. Um, (laughs) But it's so funny. So, like, you were just reminding me how much you did not like coffee at the time. But, like, we literally, we had, like, a third date. I think our third or fourth date was at Cup of Joe. Really? Yeah, and I still remember you wearing that little Colombian bracelet. Really? Mm-hmm. While we were there. Um, it wasn't from me that bracelet, but right, it was from, from someone a else. Of mine, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I remember that, so it's just so funny. That like, is funny. Wow. You had all good these memory, babe. Babe, I don't. You well, know, I don't. Well, you're doing pretty good when it comes to me. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Neither of us have the greatest long-term memories of our childhood even mm-hmm. it's kind of fun but maybe that's everybody mm, yeah. you know those people that say like i remember when i was two years old like i kind of want to call bullshit on that i remember this toy i had and this thing and this it's like okay maybe yeah whatever your mom fed you or you know like i want some of that yeah exactly but, um, but, yeah, and so we lived in Raleigh a few years. Um, moved in moved together. Moved in together. Mm-hmm. And that was nice. And um, I think it's worth mentioning that we weren't, like, a basic couple. We enjoyed having kind of, like, our own rooms. Oh, yeah, so we'll explain that. So when I first moved in there, it was a two-bedroom place in Raleigh. This was 407 Chamberlain? 409? 409. 409 Chamberlain Street, right off of Hillsboro. Jen was living with her friend Tessa at the time, and I was living with Adam, and basically I was, the next step was to move in with you. I was kind of ready for a change anyway. Right down the street, made sense. So we move in, and there's two bedrooms, and we're renting the whole place, so it's like, we have two beds, 
And on the weekends, we would sleep in the same bed. But I remember if it was ever a weekday, if I ever had class the next day, I did not sleep well with other people with you in the bed. Honestly, you were my first girlfriend I, like, slept in the bed with consistently. Yeah. Um, I was not a, like, stay-over type of person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Promiscuous. But seriously, like, (laughs) for whatever reason, I didn't sleep good. And maybe it's because I'm so hot and I've kind of figured it out now and got a nicer bed. But also, okay, let me describe the two beds at the time. I had this one that was literally, like, the shape of a U. Yeah. Like, everything would fall to the center. And Jen and I had the joke of you had to climb the mountain. To like be on your side of the bed, and your bed was to be like a college student. this tiny little hard, like real spring mattress, but it was just not comfortable, mm-hmm. and it was small. So like, you would go stay in your room at night, I would go stay in my room at night, and we probably did that for at least a year. Yeah, I do remember like sleeping like really good with you, and like yeah, you're that type of person. You're a cuddly sleeper. Well, not even that, but like people's energy like you know you don't like people don't sleep good with everyone you know so it's really sweet that you mentioned that like I never slept slept good with anyone so I understand that like I don't sleep good with people not my brother not anybody right um I like to sleep alone I'm a very light sleeper so I definitely played into it but oh is he a light sleeper y'all I remember you telling me when we moved to Charlotte you're like we're gonna sleep in the same bed babe like you sure (laughs) oh that's so funny i'm sure that was a conversation that's why we bought a new bed for sure because i was like we're not sleeping in separate beds when we're moving to charlotte together (laughs) but anyway it was kind of funny yeah but austin got a promotion which led us to charlotte and led us to getting a king king size bed (laughs) we found coco somewhere in there that's right. She was in our gutters. Coco made Jen so allergic, and that was a big point of contention. Jen thought that I loved Coco more than her, and she almost didn't want to move to Charlotte with me. But it's still I thankfully communicated that we were going to figure it out. And we both, all three of us, made it down here. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And now she's being a bad kitty. Oh, my gosh. She's Waking so us up every night. I don't know how we put up with her. She's honestly freaking as much maintenance as a dog right now. Yeah. It's kind of absurd. Oh, worse. At you this point, those the dog would be sleeping. You need to get them finished. Yeah. Golly. Bad kitty. Anyway. She's definitely so, getting us ready for kids. <laughs> I thought that too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, how long have we been in Charlotte for? Four years Four this years. June. Yep. doesn't feel that long. Feel that long to you? It does actually. Oh. Um, it really does, and I'm not even saying that because of the pandemic or anything. It's just like when I came up here in that U-Haul with the plants and just whatever little stuff we had. We were buying a TV and you know buying a couch, buying a bed. It just feels like a long time ago, and we've come a long way since then. And you know, we have. As far as purchasing the house, I mean, that feels like forever ago, even though it's only been two years. Yeah. Up. But we're really fortunate to be where we're at, and I hope this new job works out for you in Charlotte. We'll kind of see if I end up staying at CPI long term or end up moving, but I think this lake house is going to be kind of the center of our experience for a while. I think so, too. 
as much as I see dollar signs and want to rent this place out and make all these moves, it's just like, I don't know, now such an important, good time in our life. It's the year or two before we're going to have kids, trying to have kids. And um, it's just a really important time to be spending time together, to be spending time, you know, investing in our relationship, investing in traveling. and The house that we're going to, you know, make the into house. a home. Yeah, it's not even that. It's not even making it for a kid. It's like to just enjoy this place, to make it so we can enjoy it more. Because mm-hmm. um, it is Most special. Most people have that feeling in our house where it's just you know yeah. a room full of people you love like I cannot wait for that yeah me too it's really exciting but yeah we're in a good spot and I really like where we're at and yeah we'll kind of see what comes in the next year so there's so much we want to get done and there's so much we want to do and see and accomplish and you know we want to we won't ever check everything off the list but there's always you know always things you want to do and things you want to get done that'll that'll always be there but as long as we're together babe that's right cool i'm i'm interested i I do want to ask you this i was thinking about this earlier because you're just like pretty fascinating to me how like you go through all of these different like seasons and phases of things that you like to learn about and are really enjoying or are really inspired by and I wanted to ask you like what is inspiring you right now what is inspiring me right now um is honestly the outdoors Um, what's inspiring me right now is basically what I'm doing a little bit with paddling but also just you know, I was chatting with you today about trying to get you a bike to mountain bike. Like, for me, I think so much calmness and so much connection and so much joy comes around being outside and also pushing myself in the outdoors and doing activities I like that I really think that's what's inspiring me right now is, like, just making little incremental improvements, you know, it's really easy to get trapped in this idea of what you want to be and what you want to become, this this ideal state of yourself. But I'm really trying to be inspired more by the small things and about what can I do today to be a little bit better. And just to build on that, because that's all there ever is. You know, I've noticed it with my diet too. Um, something I've struggled with is just eating well consistently. You know, I can do it for small stretches, but it's 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 when I say I struggle with it I mean like I struggle with it um it's something like I actively like I don't want to use the word hate about myself but it's like holy fuck just have some discipline dude like go a whole month without eating sugar like go more than a week like I don't know so I think I'm inspired by those small incremental changes and how can I be more disciplined how can I just be more of a, a grown-up and more of an example to myself of who I want to be because it's one of these things that I kind of realized too is like you can have all this information you can know all these things you can be inspired by all these people um, you can look at whoever on social media and say oh that would be sick to be that good at that or like you know that into that but at the end of the day it's like you got to kind of ask yourself 
well, one, how do they do that? How did they get there? What was their journey like? And two, it's like, well, what's my journey? You know, what kind of steps am I taking today? Um, you, know, you can just really get captured. In you really need role. to read Atomic Habits, babe. You know, I have an Audible credit. Maybe I'll just download it. You should. I need to make more time to read, but that's another discussion. But <laughs> yeah, well, what's inspiring you? Well, that's that was all like really good, good answers. Those were good. Um, honestly, you know, I feel like I'm going to sound old saying this, but I'm really inspired by hoping and planning and executing things so that like. I'm in a better spot to be a mom sometime soon. It's just, you know, a year, a year and a half that feels like pretty soon. Even two years, if, you know, yeah. that ended up being the case. And with leaving jobs and, like, you know, having a job for only a six month duration and, like, starting a new job, like, I'm just really wanting to feel grounded and that's what's inspiring me yeah you don't want to be a job up in the air while trying to have a baby or just feel like I'm like all over the place and feel established and And I'll say again like I don't think we're ever going to feel completely ready for sure I don't think that feeling ever comes in life that you're 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 fucking got everything all buttoned up like you know So what we do with that feeling is like, kind of what I was saying, how do you conduct yourself on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. Kind of what what do you hold yourself to? Uh, I was talking with Daryl today. I had a great conversation with Daryl about, we were talking about critical race theory. Um, I sent him this really nice thing that was this thing LeBron James posted that was talking about, um, basically is like, no one is taught to hate or basically you come out you come into this world knowing love and you have to be taught hate that's something Daryl had always said so I talked to him about that and we were talking about the big debate right now about what's being taught in schools what isn't being taught about our history as a country some of the really terrible things that have happened and you know what should we teach and what age should we teach kids these things you know do we want little white children feeling guilty you know all these interesting things and it's like yeah I, I don't know I just kind of wonder you know when these ideas perpetuate is it really some kind of systemic thing or does it really just lie in all of our hearts and it kind of goes back to like just being the best person you can be and um, just kind of going back to the, our conversation with Daryl kind of getting off on a tangent but no but it's you know when you think about kids having kids you you kind of have to think about that stuff and exactly and I told him too one of the most examples that I see completely both sides of is the black parent who has to sit down with their kid and go hey you need to watch out for whitey because he'll snake you he'll talk you he'll do this that I understand why that exists it's the same reason white people have conversations about, you know, oh, this person will do this, like, this person's this way. It perpetuates in all races. It's not just a white thing. But, again, it's like, what do we want to say is in the individual? And what do we want 
want to say is everywhere and literally the air we breathe just struggle with that idea you know do we want to put that out into the world that just everything is racist yeah Ugh, just struggle with that idea but. and it's so interesting to me because I know like I believe and I hope that our kids will be good people because of the foundation that they will have and um examples that they will have like I mean just your family is so so welcoming and it's I just feel like it's worth mentioning that like you know we forget that we're an interracial couple like all the time yeah for sure and you know your family like helps that be a thing like I don't remember or we don't remember um, because of people like your family and um, so I think that they're I just wanted to say I think that they're like a beautiful example of you know it is like it's a lot of like what what's in your heart and because they weren't necessarily raised to you know like your grandparents might might have had maybe racist tendencies I don't know I'm Oh, but, like, it was, like, back maybe. in the day. You Jen, know, so. oh, my God. Like, the, if you weren't racist back in those times, it was just what you were taught. Right. And it's funny. Daryl and I had another conversation going back. It's like, you know, if that person is really, like, if they've had those ideas their whole life and they've been taught that from the time they were born, are they really racist? And I came to the conclusion, yes, because even with new information, you still kind of choose to have that same frozen mindset. So our final conclusion was yes, but still, it's a good question to ask. And it's why you can't judge things on a lens from the future. You know, you can't look back at whatever happened 20, 50, 90 years ago. You know, when I'm reading Mama's book and, you know, you just can't judge things through the lens of today. Yeah. You really yeah. got to be careful not to, and it kind of goes back to that critical race theory thing. Is some of this stuff looks even worse than we know it was from the lens of today. Right. It's just really tough. But that's like evolution and like getting better, and you know. So as as crazy as our world is today, I think in some ways like things have improved. You know. I think they have too. It's so funny. You can just sit here and argue all day and night that things have gotten either terrible and worse and we're about to have a civil war or you can literally say things are better than they've ever been i think both are true and i think it's okay i think people these days some people find it difficult to i feel like you know say anything bad or negative about their country about america and because it's not um you know patriotic but i think the opposite if you don't want better for your country or if you can't talk about our struggles then what are we doing you know yeah for sure you got to talk about the struggles you got to talk about the hard things but i think a lot of what i'm seeing now is people only focusing on the bad things and forgetting the privilege we have over here why do you think people from all colors and races and creeds are still trying to get over here as hard as they can? It's not for no reason. I'll just tell you that much. And you meet anyone who has that immigrant mentality who comes here, 
Maybe you know what I'm talking about when I say immigrant mentality. For sure, my mom. Yeah, you, you come over here and you work your fucking ass off. Like, think about those, you know, Asian families who, you know, live in the city, who live above a laundromat, and they spend more money on education and test prep for their kids than they do on food. And it's like, that's that type of mentality that I think people who have been here for generations don't understand how the rest of the world can be and how privileged we really are. Just to be able to talk openly, to be able to find employment, to be able to, like, buy property, to buy food. We take all those things for granted, and we got to remember we're blessed. 100%. Well, let's end it on that one. Let's go get some Mexican food. We are freaking (laughs) blessed. Love you. Thanks for coming on, babe. I love you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye.